My parents left a, a pathway and a platform for me to be blessed. I need to leave that for my children so they can be blessed and teach them so that their children can be blessed. And we're not having a poverty mentality. We're not having a generational poverty line where everybody been in the system from grandma to big mom and now that's the way I know how to live. That ain't God's blessings for you. God's got a blessing for you. You are the head, not the tail. You above, not beneath. You are blessed and you are able to bless others. That's what God's plans are for his people. Thank you for joining us today as we begin a new series on God's grace to help us in tough times. We're going to begin with a message called Hear God, Believe God, and Obey God. Stay tuned because after today's message, I'll share with you how you can come and join in on this series in person as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. So we're going to focus on the system that God developed for this educational and welfare of his people. Now, welfare means health and happiness and general well-being. That means prosperity. Welfare does not mean go standing in line to get a handout. That's what we call it. But welfare is that you are faring well. God's first concern always is our spiritual well-being. God's first concern is our spiritual well-being. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? He says, so get your soul right first. Then we can start on these others. See, when God delivered an estimated two million people from Egypt, there was no law. And there was no system of government. Think about it. On the night of the Passover, when the death angel came and and destroyed the firstborns of Egypt, and Pharaoh said, take those people, get your people, and get out of here. Well, they were so happy to get out of Egypt, they just grabbed their stuff. They were told to ask the Egyptians for blessings and favor, and they did that, and some of them came out with silver and gold and all kinds of things. And you see the big story if you watch Exodus. They're getting out in the, in the line, and they're happy, and they're singing and shouting. They get across the Red Sea, and after the Red Sea, they find out, wait a minute. There's no supermarkets. There's no malls. There's no shopping area. We're out in the middle of the desert. And who's in charge? How do we function? We have no laws. We have no governance. So God's setting governance and laws and a system of economy. So I want to look at how God set up the system and, and the place of worship that he instructed. In fact, Moses told Pharaoh when he said, let my people go so they can worship God in the desert. Let them go so they can go worship God. He didn't just say let them go. They're going for a purpose. We're going to worship the Lord our God. You ought to say, I want to worship God. It's all about worship. Whatever we do, whatever we have, when we give our verbal testimony, when we pray, when we shout, when we sing, it's all about worshiping God. And when we give, it's about worshiping God with what God has has given us. When we said, Lord, I know where this came from. If you hadn't blessed me, I I wouldn't have this. It was God who opened that door. It was God who uh, hired you on that good-paying job and gave you favor. You know if they'd have dug into your resume deep, they would have found some stuff that make them say, I don't want you. I want to go to the book of Numbers because this is going to lay the groundwork for how God set this system up. The book of Numbers, chapter 8, verses 9. He said, bring the Levites 
to the front of the tent of meetings and assemble the whole Israelite community. You are to bring the Levites before the Lord and the Israelites are to lay their hands on them. Aaron is to be priests. Aaron is to present the Levites before the Lord as a wave offering from the Israelites so that they may be ready to do the work of the Lord. Every firstborn male in Israel, whether man or animal, is mine. Here's God saying, every firstborn in Israel is mine, every man. And that goes back to why God took the firstborn in Egypt. He says, every firstborn. In fact, under the law, even when you had your animals, the firstborn of that, of that herd, God said, offer that one. You know why? I want you to remember, it's all mine. What you have today, it's all mine. If you don't think it's God's, tell God, say, it ain't yours, it's mine. See what happened. Say, Lord, this ain't yours. I worked for this. I did all of this. Nebuchadnezzar tried that on God. Next thing you know, he was found himself eating grass out in the back of the house like a cow. And God said, you say, what now? Don't mess with God. God said, I want you to know every firstborn male in Israel, whether a man or animal, is mine. When I struck down all the firstborn of Egypt, I set apart for myself, and I have taken the Levites in place of the firstborn sons in Israel. So he said, okay, I'm not going to take your firstborn. What, this is what I'm going to do. There are 12 tribes. And so Levi is one of the tribes. So I'm going to take that tribe. And that tribe is going to be dedicated to worship and to operate and to manage the worship for all of the people. They're going to be specially set aside, anointed, and prayed over to do that. All of the Israelites, verse 19 I have given the Levites as gifts to Aaron and his son. Verse 19, of all the Israelites, I have given the Levites as gifts to Aaron and his sons to do the work at the tent of meetings on behalf of the Israelites and to make atonement for them so that no plague will strike the Israelites when they go near the sanctuary. After that, the Levites came to do their work at the tent of meetings under the supervision of Aaron and his sons. They did with the Israelites just as the Lord commanded Moses. So God says, I'm going to take one-twelfth of the people, and you're going to be my ministers. You're going to serve me. You're going to take care of everything that need to be taken care of. And with the commitment of the Levites, God now had a place of worship, and then he had the people who would be sure that worship would take place properly, the Levites had a place, they had the tent of meetings, now you all are going to function there. The ministers of God and those who minister to God, it's so important that God wanted to be sure that the ministers are not distracted with the cares of the world. He says, I want them to go and function and not be worried about trying to grow crops and be herdsmen and dealing with sheep and all of that. I just want them to minister. So who were the Levites? The Levites was a descendant of one of the 12 sons of Jacob. They made up a tribe. And so now they're getting into the promised land. They have no structure. The God is putting structure in place. And these Levites are going into the promised land. And when they conquered the land under Joshua, God says, I'm going to give each tribe a portion of, the, of Canaan. 
So what would the Levites do this? They were going to manage the worship service, but they were also going to manage the distribution of care to the fatherless, to the widows, to the aliens, to the children that didn't have anything. They were going to manage that and look out for and care for those. See, God expects the church to be in the forefront of caring for people. God expects the church to be in the forefront of caring for people. You just heard the video. We, we, we can't do everything, but we, we support ministries that are reaching out to the homeless and reaching out to those who need food and clothing and all of that. That's one of the things that we do with our support. If we can't do it here, we do it by giving to other ministries who are really skilled at getting that kind of work done. It wasn't his idea for money and resources to come into the church Solely for consumption by the pastor and the staff. That wasn't his idea. Oh, it's nice for the pastor to have a Bentley. I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know. My old car is a 2006. My new car is a 2012. And I plan on keeping it until it just fall out in a heap. And then I'm going to sweep up the heap and see if I can drive it. So whenever a member of the church is in need, the church ought to be able to help. The church should have enough resources. The church can assist. I was at a church one time and somebody came for help and the church said, well, we don't have no money. And I'm looking at them, all you do is raise money. And why you don't have no money to help the people? That rubbed me the wrong way. I had to go home and, and repent. I'm like, all the hustling we're doing, you say you don't have any money to help somebody who needs some help. They're one of the members. See, there ought to be a day when we can go to the church before we go to a lending institution. So God set up the plan, God set up the purpose, now he sets up the provision. The plans was that the Levite would be totally committed and concentrating on worship and working for the Lord. To get this done, God instructed the people to bring their tithe to church so that the ministry could be done. Leviticus chapter 27:30 says, um, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy. Just like God is saying, the firstborn belong to me, the first part of what you earn, God said, it belongs to me. It's holy. That's why God told him, well, a man robbed God. You're not bringing it. That's mine. I'm just glad God didn't ask for the 90%. And then he says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. So I'm going to I want to give a, a vivid illustration of, of what God wanted to do and, and when he set up this system. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need somebody to come help me with this illustration. I need 12 people to come forward. I need 12 people to come forward to help me with this illustration. I'm going to give away some cash. Okay. Now, now, wait, hold on. Stop right there. Stop right there. No, 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 stop. Some people don't come to God until they think they're going to get something out of him. Sometimes people just give because they just think God's going to bless them. But until they heard about the blessing, they weren't moving. Until they heard the message that God's going to pour out on you, they're not thinking about giving. But you got to give if you don't see nothing because of obedience. These people came out of obedience. These people come in because they think they're going to get something. So y'all helping me with my illustration. Amen. I need one more that wants something. Come on, one more. Come on up here and say, I, I'm coming. Okay? I know why y'all going to come, but come on anyway. 
Now, you all are representing, is it, we have 12, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Need one more. Well, some people even want money. Now they think God's going to talk about them in public. <laughs> I'm going to be God. Now, these are the 12 tribes. Uh, you're going to be Levi. So I want to ask you a question, each of you. Now, just be honest with me, and then uh, we'll go from there. If I give you some money, would you give some back to me? You would? Why? Because I gave it to you. If I gave you some money, would you give me some back? Are you sure? Everybody say that before they get the money. <laughs> oh, yeah, I give it back to you. That's because you don't have it. And would you tell God that? God, if you bless me. You ain't got to worry about me giving. God said, if you give, you ain't got to worry about me blessing. There's a song I used to sing about God that said he has already provided every promise you can claim. Just ask it in his name. Everything you need, he has already provided. This is Jerry G. Martin. Thank you for joining us for this series where we are talking about God's grace to provide for his people in tough times. I don't have to remind you about the prices of food and gas and rent and all of the things that we need, but I want you to know that God has already made a way for you to have everything you need. There are some biblical principles that if we would follow them, God is sure to meet our need. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Again, that's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. Then I invite you to come and join us in person for the rest of this series. And we will be speaking to you about some principles of God. We are told in the scripture, whoever sows generously will reap generously. We are told that God has a window that he can open up and pour out blessings that we don't have room enough to receive. We are told that God is able. And all we need to do is believe God's promises and commit to obey his word. Join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. And don't forget about the Bible bookstore on our campus, The Beacon. You can get Sunday school supplies, communion supplies, books and Bibles or whatever you need. Call The Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.